This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS and KMOX. Happy Friday. Gorgeous day out there. Uh, Dave update. I slept last night. Nice. And uh, uh, last day of sorority. And so living and dying with that. And uh, last night, uh, yesterday, a good friend of mine gave me some uh, sleeping pills. And I took a couple. And I got really, really smart within about 30 minutes of that. And <laughs> I started thinking of, uh, of like the meaning of the universe, and uh, I, I nailed it as I was watching the Cardinals game. And I started to text our little groups on a, a group text, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going straight to the source. I'm going to call Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear what it was going to be? Yes. Okay. It probably would have been better last night because I was really in the zone. But basically, I was thinking for anything to exist, anything, it has to be perceptible. Because if you can't perceive it, it doesn't exist. Not just like humans, but, you know, magnetism or electricity or dark energy or dark matter, whatever it is. But to exist at all, it has to be perceptible. And therefore... Uh, me, you, all of us are just like nerve endings on this enormous being that is consciousness. And it, it, it exists because it experiences and it experiences through us. It wanted to live this Dave Glover life as great and jacked up as it's been. It wants to be Rachel Zimmerman. By being all of us, then it, it exists because it is perceived. And I was so proud of that. And I was like, mm. I've got to call Wheeler. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of sad I didn't. And yet I'm kind of glad I also. I wish you did. Didn't do it. First, I, I would have been weirded out. I've been like, Dave? Is everything okay? I don't think Dave doesn't call. sleeping pills. <laughs> it's like that Bradley Cooper movie. Yeah. Limitless. That's not, limitless. That's not bad, yeah. though, right? It's not completely stupid. No, I don't think it's r- ridiculously far off from how theoretical. Physicists look at how the, like the, what do you call it? The, uh, uh, spaghetti monster. Yeah, kind of the, the, I'm trying to think of the, not the microscopic world is not the right word. Quantum? The quantum world. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you guys took that somewhere I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, I also, like Ant Man, he got I also it. had this thought. It was a sociology experiment. And I was just, I was, again, I was just very proud of this. I, I, I thought, I was watching a show and, the people lived in this town where all the houses were very homogenous and they were all fine, no McMansions, but no shacks. And I thought, what if in a society, everyone had a $300,000 house, everyone, every person gets a new car, 
everyone drives a new car and everyone gets $100,000 to live. That's it. That's what everybody gets. How many of us would be like, rock on? And how many of us would be like, this sucks? Well, I think a lot more people would be like, rock on than saying this sucks because I would think most people in the country don't have a $300,000 home. Don't think of it, though, as going from what we have to that. Think yeah. of it as just like a brand new clean slate. Here it, we're, we're creating something. You mean 100 a year or yeah. 100? Okay. Yeah, 100 well, a year. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people would be happy with that. That's a very good yeah. upper middle class living. Yeah. But I would think a lot of humans, modern humans, would be like, this sucks. I don't want a ceiling. I don't, you know. Yeah, the people... I think a lot of people operate on the promise or the hope they think that someday they're going to be way past that. So you can't limit right. me. Right. Like I'm going to I'm going to be a millionaire someday, but the reality is you're not probably. Um, but we operate that way because that's that American dream we talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like the idea of a limit. I mean, I'm not even talking about being a millionaire. See, there's or, only or being five of us. We found million. our first objection. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I don't know. Feel like, I, six. feel like there should be some incentive to try hard. Right? Yes. Sorry, Amy and I were counting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Took two of us, and we both weren't sure. Yeah, there's six of us. Well, there's five, there's, there's five in, in the there. room. Yeah, yeah, there's five in there. Andrew's like a little bonus guy over there. Oh, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> He's for rounding up purposes. <laughs> please, <laughs> please do not tap the glass. I had another thought. And remember the other day when I said that I had my first general uh, generalized anxiety near panic attack when I just realized that, that what happened to those people on that sub could happen in this existence? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm 58, and if you double that, it's 116, am I right? Mm -hmm. Sure. I could literally live to 116. My mom's nine, she'll be 96 next week. Her aunts are alive. They're like 107 and 108. Oh my and, gosh. and they did not have the medical technology that we do. I could live another one of these from like birth at Wood River oh. Township Hospital in 1964 <laughs> to now. I could have another one coming, oh and gosh. I got terrified. <laughs> wow. Did, did you get a little exhausted thinking about yes. that? Yes. You don't want to do another 58? <laughs> I That's don't think so. <laughs> right? I would not have thought of it that way. That's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I never thought of that because I'm, I'm not getting that far. <laughs> Nobody, sure? in my, nobody in my family Here's gets that Mr. far, man. I don't want to limit myself. <laughs> Except yeah. for age. I don't like well, I'm not trying Except to. It comes to death. It, not trying to. It's just genetics. People in my family don't live to be 100. They don't. Oh. How long do they live? Yeah. Uh, most of them seem to make it till somewhere in their 80s. Ron, Ron, what about you? If you lived another one of these, you'd be just nipping at 100, which is clearly possible. But does living another one of these just sound daunting? No, I would love the idea. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have a guarantee that the last five to ten of it is not going to be me yeah. unable to know where I'm Miserable. at. Miserable, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just because I've, I've seen people in my family go through dementia slash Alzheimer's, and it's yeah. awful. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I can't, like, I can't even imagine being that. or Because you don't know what it's like for them. They can't explain it to you. Mm. A person who has it can't tell you, well, right. here's what's going on. Right. and. You know, I don't know what's going on in a brain when they have it or how you're feeling, what your emotions are, if there are any. That's an existence I wouldn't want. But if I felt like I could have another 46 pretty good ones, then, yeah, I'm all in. It's interesting. I mean, like, what if what if I told you, Dave, though, that 
you know, in your first, whenever, I don't know, when you're going to work, let's say you work till you're 70 just for the sake of argument, but you make, you've made good money. You've got good retirement. You've got pension. You've got these things. What if those last 35 to 40 years are all just kind of smooth? Yeah. I, I mean, mean you're going to have, everybody's going to have health, something health or other when you're older, but I mean, like if you don't have money worries and you don't have to go to work, you don't have responsibilities, yeah. you can observe what's going on around you, watch your kids and their families grow. I mean, it doesn't sound that bad to me. Yeah. I think about being older, though. Like, what if I'm 80 and I'm past that retirement age and I'm still around and uh, ambulatory? Would I want to work at, you know, Best Buy or something? <laughs> I kind of think that I might. <laughs> I would. I'm, I will always. I like how he said it. Yeah. Best, Best Buy. Yeah. I kind of feel like I might. I think I'll always need to do something. Best Buy is like, yeah, we're gonna be around in forty years. Yeah. yeah. Well, hell, everybody thought they we were gonna be dead by now, and they're still kicking. Circuit they are. City. The Shack is the Shack still around? Uh, I think you can buy stuff online, but it's gone. I'm not sure. I want to be the guy that is in. Uh, my God, what year would that be? So 58 years from now. Oh, I can't do that, man. I can't either. Is that terrible? There's Andrew. Three. Hold on. 2081. Bonus guy. Yeah. 2081, 2081. <laughs> Almost 2082, because, you know. 2081, the and they're like, so, Mr. Glover, what's the secret to your long life? I'm like, oh, well, I use a lot of Clearasil and took laxatives every day. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 2081 sounds like. A million years yes. into the future. Yeah. Hey, the yeah. laxative, that's a real thing. You saw the study about mm-hmm. how there's a much lower risk of developing dementia or Alzheimer's if you're more regular. No, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wait, yeah. I thought there was another one that showed if you used laxatives yeah. that put you at greater risk for dementia. Oh, I didn't see oh, that I'm one. Screwed. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they just balance out over time. Yeah. <laughs> the net neutral for Dave. <laughs> I've been dead three years and I'm still pooping. <laughs> we don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> the study was if it takes you three days or more. Between BMs, yeah. that you're more likely to develop a cognitive problem later. Interesting. So, get yourself well, like regular. A cognitive problem. <laughs> Amy, she has just become the pun queen, and most of them are pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. She's it's had the, a couple. It's the thing she's best at. She's had a. What, were, what was the other good one you had recently? Well, it was, it was strong. For Jay Greenberg. FBI got wasted in Louisville. Yes. He, Jay Greenberg was telling us about how he's going to go to uh, the... Con- he did the, not talk about drinking. We no, did. no, no. But the, the whiskey uh, tour thing, yeah. whatever it's called. And the bourbon she, trail. She said, yeah, the bourbon trail. She said, yeah, FBI got wasted in Kentucky. That's yeah. a great idea. It's kind of a cool t-shirt. Mm-hmm. A little niche. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many of those you're going to sell. But Amy, uh, she's all really of those good are at a that. little niche. <laughs> Like all of these. No, man, you've you she's had some bangers. No, there was man. one yesterday that was good. Well, this one, I. That's what you consider political. a banger. <laughs> that yeah. was a, that's a great one. No. It sounds like you're threatening statement. the FBI. <laughs> no, this is not a political statement. I just want to let everybody know. I'm just saying, if I were in advertising, oh yeah, this is this is the your best work. Yeah, um, my campaign for um, Bud Light to like rebound would be uh, Bud Lighten Up. And then, like, everybody, like, let's just have fun and love each other and barbecue. And that would be the whole thing. Again, I'm not making a statement. I'm not saying I agree or disagree yes, with you that. Are. Ron, just... messing with us, right? Like, he's never said something nice about Amy before. And <laughs> he's now really this hyping is... her up. You don't yeah. think Bud Lighten Up is good? This is the thing that he's... Oh, this is why you're the bonus guy. Clutching you stay on? there. <laughs> 
didn't Yikes. say that as an attack on Andrew. I just want the wreck. I, I said that as a little joke, and now I don't want it to turn into like a derogatory thing towards Andrew. This is like yes, being but- in a small group therapy therapy for overly sensitive people. <laughs> yeah. Theory, what you don't get though is that like dumbasses like us, any gonna, small gonna take joke, it and run with it. turns into a weapon eventually. I guess so. Even even in the Can I show family. You guys, something? <laughs> you guys are used to seeing my notebook, uh-huh. which is full of great ideas. Here's today's, and here's how much is already gone in yeah. the first like We're about we're eighty percent. It's up to you guys. Better get some more slogans from Amy. <laughs> yeah, you better start working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, Come on, so Amy. Amy, Come on, you did great. I thank love you. your slogans. Oh, thank you. Ron. Don't let them bring you. Don't let Andrew bring you down. <laughs> What is happening? I'm not, <laughs> feeling, I'm, I'm not sure I like supportive writing. <laughs> what is this like? That's what I'm saying. Thumbs up. This like is thumbs a, up. This is a long-term con on Amy, I think. He's like doing <laughs> <laughs> He's just setting her up. Yeah, setting her he's up. setting her up over like weeks. <laughs> yeah, just to you're right. Just to right around Halloween, crushed. he'll hit her with a big dingus. Uh, he's going <laughs> to FBI <laughs> wasted her. That was my master plan. You never saw it coming, did you? <laughs> Dingus. Don't yeah, don't say it that way. <laughs> oh no. Uh, some, I gotta be anyway. supportive of Amy sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, she needs support. Up? Now I'm nervous. What? No, what? Like, Amy, she's gonna be walking around the office looking around every corner like what's Because going I put on? my foot down yesterday. What'd you do? Yeah, what did you do? I told him he needs to treat me like a like a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> She did. did say that. Oh, she no. She did. Were you there for that? Yeah. yeah. Because he pulled the chair out from under me and I it fell. Was... Chris. I didn't expect her to fall. She was already <laughs> sitting in it. I said, I'm a lady and you need to treat me like a lady, like a nice lady. She was, she was sitting in the chair leaning forward and Ranji grabbed it and yanked on it. And Davey just went straight to the ground. I didn't think you were going to fall. You didn't think she was going to fall when you yanked the chair I thought out she would. Under? I thought she would move with the chair. She was already in it. I didn't think she'd fall out of it. <laughs> anyway, I support you, Amy. I didn't think she'd be affected when I picked now, up the chair. Now, she was now we know why you're being nice. How? Oh, no, no, no. You're being nice because you, you knocked her out of the chair. Oh, I, I mean, Not it like was, imagine like this. Second the potatoes. The chair goes out, and then my all my body weight fell backwards. I was oh, on wow. the ground. Second potato. That's why you're being nice. Yeah, he I, felt bad. I did that to a lady with no eyeballs. <laughs> what? No, he, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, for real. She, she did, thought it was hilarious. Did you but know she purpose. didn't have eyeballs? She's been on, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She's been on the show since then. Oh, she was on since then, and you guys yeah. joked about and it. She's, she's awesome. Uh, she has an amazing story. She was, like, you know, deep into drugs, and she was a prostitute in KC, and something happened to where she ended up losing her literal, lost her eyes, and she's completely blind. And uh, so this amazing story, she came back from it, and she's a motivational speaker, writes books. And when she came in, I'm, of course, trying to be very, very careful with her, and she was going to sit down, and I pulled the chair out, and then something took my attention, and I turned my head. <laughs> <laughs> and she sat down. Down and just went ass over tea kettle. Oh, so I no. just like pulled a oh, whoopee no. on a lady with no eyes. <laughs> she thought it was very. She funny. thought it was hilarious. She loved it. <laughs> we were all she mortified. She oh, loved no. it. Were you? Oh how my god! Do you come back from I that. Mean, how do you come back from that? Well, uh, she came back on the okay. show. No, she was fine in yeah. the moment. Yeah, even really? at the time, she was like, "That's extremely." Because you were doing it to be nice to like help her in, but then you. Didn't think about. 
124. Uh, Amy, can you just uh, redo what we just did in the break there? Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> I calm down. You know what? You're all pretty pretty despicable. <laughs> we are. I don't know. You, you were uh... taking part. No, I was <laughs> not. No. Yeah, you joined in. You contributed like four key ideas. Okay, if there's a pun available... Well, it wasn't just pun. There was only one pun, and the rest of them were you, you just inserting ideas no, into the whole thing. Yes, you no. did. That's a lie. You're like this. Hey, guys, look, look, look. <laughs> hey, be quiet. I got an idea. What if it looked, what if it looked, like, a, what if it looked like a mop? <laughs> she did say that, yeah. That's not a pun. That was an accident. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Amy's like, I was talking about something else, actually. <laughs> An accident. <laughs> I was really supportive of you 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you really were. And, and now look. See, now look I am, because that was great. It's good to have you back. <laughs> Race, what's the Barbie thing? I have several Barbie things on my sheet. Which you one pick. You? Well, <laughs> I, I saw on Reddit last night that someone found this book from 2010 called Barbie, I Can Be a Computer Engineer. And... Uh, uh, Mattel actually had to come out and issue an apology for this book because <laughs> the whole book was how about Barbie downloaded a virus onto her computer <laughs> and her male friends had to fix it. Get out. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. In 2010. In 2010. So <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, that's so good. I can be a computer so engineer funny. by letting my male friends <laughs> take care of all the hard work. Whoopsies, I seem to have broken something. <laughs> Guys can... Ken. Ken. <laughs> 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 a virus. <sighs> uh, what's my other Barbie thing? Oh, I'm like really worried about my posture lately. Oh. I just feel like I'm always slouched over. It doesn't help running this board. You guys see I have to like get down here and mess with the mouse and it's like mm. ugh, i'm just always like hunched <clears> over <throat> but i learned about this new thing called barbie botox it's where they uh shoot botox into your traps yeah. to like re relax your muscles and make you look more like barbie but this is apparently a thing that's really good for <laughs> i your never posture. think of barbie looking relaxed i never think of barbie's <laughs> traps well she like doesn't have any it just there's just like a slope from her neck to her shoulders oh. so people look at themselves in the mirror and they say I don't look enough like that little plastic doll and they get this botox to get rid of their trap muscles basically. Hmm. So, don't do that. That seems like Oh, a I'm lot. not going to. I just I just thought it was interesting that there was a Barbie procedure to fix what I'm going through. Man, the last few days of not sleeping and I kind of do this anyway. I don't know if you guys do this at all like at home by yourself. If you, like, get up and you're kind of stiff and stuff, sometimes I'll just lean into it and, like, walk like an old man. <laughs> this is kind of fun. And then it's fun. being, like, not sleeping in four days and it took some medication. And last night I, I went and walked around my neighborhood. I can't believe I wasn't shot. I looked like a hobgoblin. I mean, I was literally, like, just give me, like, a wizened cane. I, I was all hunched over. And, Doing the cryptid walk? Yeah, I really was. Yeah. In public. Gotta check to see if there are any sightings in town. <laughs> <laughs> There's old man Guys. over. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell what this is on my phone, but something walked through my neighborhood Get last night. Get the gun, Troy! <laughs> it's trying to speak! <laughs> when it saws, it turns and look, and we ran. <laughs> All it said was Tridelt and Chi Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I think it tried to bite the cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have 10 more seconds left. Someone say something. Amy? Woo! 
like a mop. <laughs> well. One thirty-four DJs. Happy Friday. Gonna have some fun today. Uh, Sue Thomas is coming in at two. Uh, we're gonna play Pyramid later on with Michael Calhoun. Have we heard from uh, Kevin yet? To know? He's still waffling. All right, we've invited Kevin Colleen to play. Today is Kevin Colleen's last day, and I'm not sure the last thing he wants to do in his KMOX career is play Pyramid with us, but he's invited, so that should be a bunch of fun. Um, I, I'm not saying this. We're just talking about this in the break. I'm not saying this to be hyperbolic. I really, truly mean it, because I don't know as much about all of this as you guys do, but if I didn't know that Elon Musk was the richest man in the world... I would fully think that he was the super dumb son of a genius and he just ruins everything he touches. Like the, everything he's done with Twitter, X, just it, it, to me, it's either he is playing 10th dimensional chess and he's about to pull this thing all together in a bow and we're all going to go, wow, or he's made every bad decision he can. Can you bring us up to date? Well, I mean, the latest was a couple of hours ago, maybe three hours ago now, he tweeted that the block feature is now going to be deleted. Explain. So when someone's harassing you, if you see a bunch of ads that you don't want to see, or there are promoted tweets, right? Like, say say a politician wants is, using, is spending money to promote their campaign, and it's a promoted tweet. Right now, you can block anything you don't want to see. I don't want to see that ad. I don't want to see that or ad. Or accounts people you right. don't want. Or people that are, are harassing you, yeah. giving you a hard time or whatever. Um, so that's what that's all about. And I, I don't think I've ever blocked a person. I just block all the ads because I just get tired of seeing some of the dumbest ones. And I just don't understand the strategy here. So some people are legitimately harassed, and you cannot block that person moving forward if they delete that feature. So now it's just open It's open game for trolls and for people that want to harass he, other people. What's the upside for him? Because everybody's blocking his ads. So if, if the ads aren't getting through and they're not making the, the advertisers reach, are like, hey, dude. They're like, hey, dude, you got to do something or we're not. We're pulling our money, I'm sure. And the ads aren't even, they're they're not even like legitimate companies most of the time. No, they're, they're bad. cheesy. Yeah, they're just the, these weird Chinese knockoff. Uh, yes, uh, inventions it's it's weird it's all stuff that you would see like not even on amazon you know you'd see it on wish.com it's stuff like that yeah. i told you I guys about the one right the the legit bow and arrow that's an actual weapon but it's like the size of your palm mm-hmm. like it it's it's a, it's like one of those sounds okay it's like a, <laughs> it's like st- it's stainless steel it shoots stainless steel arrows and they're showing in the ad great fun for kids and you pull it back and it goes right through a box like right through it like what are we what are we advertising weapons for? You know, my my feeling on him and I I said this uh during the break that I think the only thing that makes sense to me is he he was blustering about I'm going to buy Twitter and I'm going to change it and I'm going to make it better. And then he backed out because he didn't want to do it. Then he got stuck with it because they were about to sue him for not buying it. So now he has it. So now his goal is to wreck it completely, and then I don't know if you can write that off somehow. You know, take your losses. I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense with him is he got stuck with it, and now he's trying to kill it altogether. Because everything else does not make sense, unless, like Dave said, he's thinking on a level that we can never possibly understand because he's so brilliant, and that it's all going to be great five years from now, and we'll say, "Oh my God, that's amazing! You're a genius." But otherwise, I think he just wants it to die. Do you guys find yourselves using Twitter any less or differently? I use it a little bit less, and I don't think it's as good. Um, But 
I've been on it since what, 2008 or 2009? Yeah. And it's yeah. a long time, and you've built a lot of people that you follow or that follow you. So it still has more reach for me. Um, Threads is pretty good, except it just doesn't have as much reach at the moment. However, when I log on to it, a lot of the stories that I end up seeing that I want to talk about, usually it's one of the first couple of things I see. And I, I get it from Threads and not from Twitter. Mm-hmm. So until more people use Threads, I feel like this is still the best option. Yeah, or until something like Blue Sky isn't invitation only. Right. Switching topics, Rach had a good uh, question. What movie did you watch way too early as a kid? Did you have one, Rach? Um, I, I watched a lot of like violent movies as a kid. For whatever reason, that was okay in my house. Anything with sexuality, we couldn't watch. But I could watch like The Patriot at a really young age and watch Mel Gibson hack up those red coats. First of all, that makes me really sad that you you saw that at a, quote, young really age. young age. Oh, God. I was a full-grown person. What was your, how, yeah. was your... Did it bother you? No. I mean, I was fine with it. But <laughs> like thinking back, I'm like, it's a little weird that I was watching that and... What? How about scary stuff? Do they let you watch scary stuff? I never wanted to watch scary stuff. Um, no. I saw a lot of scary stuff accidentally. Like uh, Poltergeist very famously is rated PG. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Because they didn't have like higher ratings yeah. at that point. Um, so I mean, I remember watching that by myself on like a vacation in a cabin while my parents were off with their friends like yeah. hanging out. And I was watching like Poltergeist because they thought like it's rated PG. This is fine because it was in the 90s. You know, when you grow up and uh, you say, like, well, my parents, they really made a mistake with this. I'm never going to do that. I went the opposite way. And uh, I watched The Ghost of Mr. Chicken with uh, Don Knotts mm-hmm. way too early. Wasn't that a kid's movie? No. No, it wasn't. But it was also, like, 1966, uh, tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it wasn't, like, The Exorcist. But I was about five when I saw it. Uh, just lack of parenting because on and in the afternoons so we had like the creature features and they would run those kinds of things and of course I, I was going to watch it and it scared me to death scared me absolutely to death and so when Nick was five I'm like hey buddy we're going to watch a movie <laughs> and he watched it at like the same age and then we did the same thing to Phoebe like haha we're Glovers it's such good fun and it screwed them up too so hmm. good parenting Dave <laughs> so, <laughs> he's toughened about I think I actually thought the Ghost and Mr Chicken was not a serious scary movie. Uh, I mean, watch it and judge for yourself. But you when you're not, you don't really think of anything. Scary yeah, it was a comedy. Google says it's lighthearted, cheeky. But when you're five, five yeah. yeah, packed with hilarious scenes and fantastic one-liners. <laughs> Wheels. Oh, nothing scares you. I'm trying to think. <laughs> now, my parents were pretty like when we were little. Like, oh yeah, you're not ready to see that. They were pretty. Plus, we, you know, like when I was super young, we didn't have cable. So it's like there wasn't really any access to anything that would have been that way. Like my brother saw Jaws too young and he freaked out and was oh, having yeah. nightmares for weeks because the carpeting in his room was blue. So he mm. thought he was on a boat and the shark was coming to get him. But I was a little older, so I was I was past that kind of worry. When I was about, well, you could probably trace whenever Blazing Saddles came out, whatever year. Uh, I was 10 or 12 and we went to the uh, drive-in to see it, me and my mom and dad. And we've probably all seen Blazing Saddles. And so the first F-bomb dropped, and my, my mom's like, Jack. And my dad, <laughs> my dad turned around. He's like, boy, you know that word? And I'm like, oh, I heard you say it three times on the way here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Dad. He's like, he's fine. I felt, I felt like a man that night because I was able to go... Uh, my dad gave me, like, some money, and I went and I bought those awesome cheeseburgers in the foil. 
with mm-hmm. the fries that you get at drive throughs And I went to the bathroom next to a really wasted drunk guy, and, I, and he was talking to me. And I was just like, I, today I am a man. <laughs> it was like, my South Roxana bar mitzvah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Blazing Saddles because we didn't watch anything scary, obviously, uh, even now. And so uh, there wasn't anything that I saw too young except – Blazing Saddles would have been on TV. Like we had two, four, five, eleven, and it would be on eleven. And maybe I don't remember the f bomb, and probably because I saw it on TV first. But I was really young when I saw Blazing Saddles. But I think so much of it went over my head. So even though it was inappropriate, if I was six, I didn't get any of the inappropriate stuff because you know the song um, "Tired," where she's like tired of yeah, playing yeah. the. I would like Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. We would walk. My sister and I would walk around singing that. I had no idea what it was about. Uh, but yeah, we would. Do you know now? some real uneven parents? <laughs> yeah. I'm maybe. just calling that one against Mr. and Mrs. Mark scores right now. I guess the only one I could think of was maybe Caddyshack when I was probably 10, something yeah. like that. I mean, my dad loved that movie and we watched it. Mm-hmm. And there, he's like, cover your eyes because there were boobs or something. Our next door neighbors were crazy in a fun way. Like, my mom and dad were pretty straightforward. Uh, didn't drink. They were just like normal, straightforward parents. And the people next door were like partiers, constantly drunk, uh, but fun. And had like, you know, girly calendars. And they would have parties and they would show, they weren't pornos, but they were like naked women dancing. And they would show it on a wall outside. And so as kids, we'd hide <laughs> in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> we'd hide in the bushes. Some burlesque shows, basically? Yeah, my mom and dad were like, don't go over there. I'm like, mm, honest, uh, you know, yeah, boys, cats, honor. <laughs> and we'd hide in the bushes and watch. It was like, dee, 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 And we're just like, we're only vaguely aware of what we were watching, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that song. <laughs> it's pretty much what it is, too. I know exactly. <laughs> so it was one of those like 60s, 70s, like the like, beach yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ones you see in the yeah. movies where they're all like go go dancing. Yeah. They, they, so they do were... be being naked, though, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just picturing laughing when you see the dancing for like four seconds and then cut to a skit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the first couple of years, they would show it inside, but you could just see the shadows of it, oh, which was no. just as intriguing because yeah. your, your little brain's filling in the, the missing pieces. <laughs> then you see the real thing. You're like, that's what that looks like. <laughs> Back to Amy, it looks like a mop. <laughs> oh. Amy. I didn't say it. You're, you're the dirtiest one. No. <laughs> she really is. Oh 151DGS. Uh, no Ricky Horton today, so let's talk a little bit of Cardinals baseball. So, Mason Wynn, tell me all about it. So, you got the call up late last night. He's, I'm guessing he'll be in the lineup tonight. There's no reason why he wouldn't be. They do have to monitor at bats a little bit. Um, if he gets more than 130 at bats, that can mess up the whole eligibility for Rookie of the Year next year. But... He can play pretty much five days a week and not have to worry about reaching that with only six weeks left in the year. Uh, so I'm sure they'll manage that. But it's great to see. Like, this guy's super exciting, right? I mean, Shortstop, right? Shortstop. He's really fast. He's got 
he might have the strongest arm of any position player in professional baseball from rookie ball to the major leagues. He likes to show it off, too. Yeah, wow. I mean, like his arm strength is like Ellie De La Cruz. You've seen Ellie. I mean, like these are guys that can throw the ball 100 miles an hour across the infield if they really try. Oh, I had a question for you. Uh, related to this, yesterday, the very first batter, uh, the shortstop for the Mets fielded it with his bare hand when he didn't have to and made the throw. And the sportscasters were like, yep, there he goes again. I've, I've literally never seen that. Is that some, a play that I just don't know of? It, I didn't see that play. It was a one hop to the shortstop, can of corn. Yeah. But rather than catching with his glove and throwing him out, he caught it with his bare hand. Which, uh, to uh, me, I feel like my coach would have been like, you're out of the game. Yeah, I mean, un- unless it took a weird hop, then, no, it didn't. then he was just being cocky. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's just a style play. That. Francisco Lindor does stuff like yeah. that. And he's, he's a flashy, flashy player. He's not the same guy that threw it up in the air and caught it. No, that was Wander Franco, who has a whole different set of problems. Oh right yeah, now. that's a. Oh, that's the guy. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not for great. people that are listening, like, what do you mean? Wander Franco is twenty-two. He's one of the biggest young stars in the game, and right now he's on the uh, what's that list called? The restricted um, list. Restricted. He's on the restricted yep. list while they investigate allegations that he has had a relationship over multiple years with an underage girl. A, a couple of them. Yeah. There, there are yeah. two like girls. Like 14 years old. Yeah, now and the story on one was that, I guess when he was 17, he was dating a girl that was 13 or 14, and her parents were cool with it or whatever, and they said they never did anything, and then he said, when, when I'm 18, I got to go away and can't come back to see you until you're 18 or something like that, but then there's another allegation out there too. So Major League Baseball is investigating it, and so are the authorities in the Dominican. So he's on this restricted list, which means he's not playing. They are paying him, even though they don't have to when you're on that list. There's a reporter out of the Dominican Republic. Hector Gomez. Hector Gomez, who yesterday said that from who he has talked to, he doesn't think he'll ever play Major League Baseball again. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. And Gomez is not a rando. I mean, he he broke the the story of of, uh, Wander Franco's contract. Like he has a contact, somebody close to Franco, yeah. because he he was yep. the first that had the news on. So uh, everyone was watching Wainwright last night, kind of a do or die. And he pitched six innings, gave up three earned runs. What did you think? Wasn't bad. I mean, and and the reality of it was there was only one bad pitch, and it wasn't even that bad of a pitch. But it was a it, he. he it's funny. He almost got bailed out um, on a call. So Pete Alonso was hitting. It was a 3-1 count, and it was a ball. The pitch he threw was probably five inches off the plate, and the umpire called it a strike. So Pete Alonso was, was bad last yeah, night. Yeah, Pete Alonso was, oh, the, the umpire, umpire was terrible. terrible. The, the strike zone was easily six inches off the outside corner to a, to a right-handed batter. And he, so he throws this pitch that should have been ball four, and then Pete Alonso had dropped his bat and was mad. But then the next pitch he threw in almost the same spot, and Alonso hit it like 440 feet straight into center field. So... I'm really aside from that pitch. He didn't give up much hard contact. He generally threw strikes. I mean, he was fine. It wasn't a great Mets lineup, um, but he was okay last night. If he's like that the rest of the way, then people can stop panicking. That's fine. It's not. It's not really good. I mean, you know, you're always walking the razor's edge when you're throwing 87 and your curveball doesn't have the bite that it used to. But I mean. He competed last night. And honestly, there might be a little bit of that razor's edge for him the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. In the the start last night, he, I think, got zero swing and miss pitches, which is not great. Occasionally, a pitcher through a start will at least get a guy to swing and miss once or twice, and he had none of those. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't mean anything if the results are there, but it can indicate that it might go the other direction. Hopefully not. Yeah. All right, you guys have a great weekend. 
Back with more than DJS after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 